Dan. This is Sono. And I am Amit. Welcome to Moonspeak, your source for bi-weekly Sailor Moon Crystal discussion and analysis. Remember to keep supporting the official releases of the show so we can get more uh, by watching it every first and third Saturday on Hulu, Crunchyroll, Nico Nico Neon Alley, and other fine sites. You're listening to episode 21, Complex. The diagnosis of Chibi Usagi. And I'm laughing because I messed that up, but it's okay. Here we go. Uh, this week we're discussing Sailor Moon Crystal Act 23, Covert Maneuvers, Wise Men. Uh, in this uh, episode, we're going to be looking into, uh, or doing actually, an armchair psychoanalysis of small, <laughs> of a small lady, Chibi Usagi. And uh, we're basically addressing the question, why did she go bad? Um... I'm going to be doing a lot of talking here, so Sona, is there anything you want to say real fast before uh, I go into reading some of this description? Uh, no, you you go into the description first, and then I'll I'll do what I gotta. Okay. Which is not much, but... <laughs> Alright, so just to kind of bring the subject more into focus, um, I have this to say. Is Chibi Usagi dealing with an electric complex? Uh, did Chibi Usagi see her mother emasculated and transfer her feelings towards Mamoru, who has taken possession of the moon rod and whose power began to display as Usagi's was fading? And now I'm going to give some background on the Electra Complex. Uh, in short, um, where's that thing I put? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, in short, uh, Sigmund Freud initially developed the concept of the Oedipus Complex, uh, which is suffixed with um, negative or female uh, to apply to girls, um, to describe part of the psychosexual process he saw as being integral to maturation and integration of the individual into society. The name is based on the Oedipus myth, which uh, presents the story of a son who unknowingly kills his father in a prideful dispute and uh, goes on to become king of his father's kingdom which allows him to marry the beautiful queen, who just happens to be his mother. Uh, so, anyway, there's the root of the, uh, the hero getting the girl, I guess, in storytelling, which is bad. Um, but anyway, uh, Freud used the myth as an allusion to the dramatic uh, inner struggle that happens when children realize that uh, sex and gender makes people distinct in society and begin to compete with the same-sex parent for the kind of intense closeness shared with mother during the earliest stages of development. The child realizes that the world is bigger than them and mother and tries to carve out a place in it by various means that, in healthy circumstances, lead the child of either sex to the realization that they are part of a large society and they can be uh, autonomous individuals separate from their parents and set to lead their own lives. The, the complex does not describe sexual desire specifically, but desire for attention and affection. Uh, one last little note. Um, Freud's kohai, um, I mean, uh, junior colleague in the field of psychoanalysis, coined the term um, electrocomplex, and that was Carl Jung. Uh, to specifically describe this particular part of the maturation process in girls, and uh, Electra is a character from Greek myth who conspired with her brother to kill their mother and their stepfather, who apparently the couple conspired to kill her husband Agamemnon so they could be together. I guess. So. Oh man, all all the old Greek plays. <laughs> yeah. Those were times. <laughs> I guess so. Damn. I've read all of these. <laughs> Uh, it is a mess. 
Uh, okay, well, that's, uh, there's more on the blog. You can see in the notes, I, there's like a very, very long description of, um, like, kind of my reinterpretation for the purposes of this discussion of the Oedipal and Electoral Complexes, and um, you can read that there. But I think what I just stated was all sufficient. So, Sona, why don't you go ahead and uh, yeah. uh, continue? For the purposes of this discussion, I'm at least going to be treating Chibiusa and Black Lady as two separate entities. They're obviously the same person, but they're operating under very, very different mindsets. And Chibiusa has become so warped as Black Lady by Wiseman that she's viewing everything from a completely different perspective. So mentally, they are basically two separate people. And I think with the discussion we're going to be having, it's kind of important to look at them from both sides instead of just viewing Chibiusa through the lens of Black Lady as she is now. Okay, and I want to clear something up in, in my discussion, or my big question at the top, um, about the moon rod and the emasculation and stuff. Uh, part of the experience of the Oedipus complex, or the electric complex, is, like, the girl realizing that she and her mother don't have a penis. And, like, it's not really as awful as it sounds, supposedly. Um, I'm not going to fully defend Freud, because uh, he's not, like, junk psychology, but... Um, he was, like, as far as I know, or as I understand it, the first major psychoanalyst, and, like, he broke a lot into the field, and there's going to be some mess there, um, and some lack of sophistication in his thinking. So, um, I'm kind of referring to the moon rod as that phallic symbol, because, uh, despite the fact that I don't like the use of swords and weapons and stuff like that as, um, phallic symbols, uh, and I hear people talk about that a lot, and, like, I don't always ascribe to that, it kind of rang true to me in seeing the imagery uh, that's been going on with Sailor Moon uh, Crystal, you know, over the last couple episodes with all the stuff that's going on. Um, uh, but just to clarify, um, like, you know, phallics... <laughs> phallic symbols and penises apparently, you know, are represented as, uh, you know, instruments of power, um, and... Uh, it, it's just a crude psychological thing, I guess. Um, so, anyway, um, what I really mean is that, like, Usagi's losing her ability to do things, and that's all Chibi Usagi has, uh, Chibi Usagi has witnessed, um, over and over again, uh, like, things just have not worked out the way she thought they would. Because Sailor Moon has been talked up to her by King Endymion, who says she is just like her. So when she sees Sailor Moon is powerless and beyond help, she wants to save herself and King uh, Endymion. When she embraces darkness, she becomes physically uh, mature, you know, like a woman, and uh, a queen who naturally pairs with a king. She already has a king on hand who she has loved for years. Um, she speaks of King Endymion as a possession and attacks Usagi as part of a plan to secure him. Uh, Sona, do you think that Chibi Usagi fits the diagnosis of one suffering from an electric complex? Um, I also really hate the idea of phallic symbols, and I always have. Something about it has always felt really demeaning, both on the sides of men and women, so that uh, I'm kind of with you there on that. But looking at the full description of the complex, having read through uh, everything that you brought up about it, 
Uh, and again, I'm going on the full notes, guys, so you may want to go and read that on the blog. I feel like Chibiusa herself may, to some degree, have something of an Electra complex, but not entirely. I don't think her competition with Usagi to quote-unquote own Mamaru transfers over to Neoqueen Serenity and to Endymion. Small Lady doesn't seem to have any desire to compete with her mother, who she sees as a fully realized adult, while she is a child. I think Chibiusa sees herself kind of on more equal terms with Usagi, who she also doesn't see as her mother. She sees Usagi as Sailor Moon, but not as Neoqueen Serenity. And I think that uh, all of the weird romantic implications due to Usagi and Mamoru's relationship aside, um, this is more of a case of, in Chibiusa's mind, uh, you can only have one best friend, so is it me or her? Where, uh, where she's not, Chibiusa isn't in her mind, I don't think, competing with her mother. So I don't think it's totally an Electra complex. Uh, Black Lady I don't see as having this complex at all, because to her, Mamoru is not a person. Mamoru is an object, and having him means that she is an adult, and therefore has power. Chibiusa was never able to grow and mature, and now suddenly she has. Therefore, she has to prove that she's an adult, and she's become so warped that she also wants to prove that she has surpassed the model of adulthood that she's always aspired to in Neoqueen Serenity, where Usagi had to, quote-unquote, earn Mamoru. Uh, there was a lot involved in the two of them coming together and being together, where Black Lady can just take him. Uh, no problem. This is mine now. So, through not having to make as much effort, therefore she surpasses uh, Usagi by being better, by not having to do as much work. Black Lady's motives aren't really about competing for the, inten the attention and affections of Endymion. Her goal is to take away something of value from Queen Serenity in order to cause her pain and to assert power over her. It's a play for domination, and it's certainly manifested in this kind of concept of sexual maturity, but I don't think the underpinnings of Black Lady stem from uh, something from what is described as the Electra Complex. Okay. I think that's uh, an interesting perspective, and, and I think that lends a lot more to the second scenario that I didn't mention earlier, unfortunately. Uh, I meant to. Sorry about that. Uh, I think there's a second scenario that has to do with, um, like, radicalization, which is kind of a crazy thing to be bringing into Sailor Moon Crystal, but um, I think it totally fits, and, and we'll get there uh, in a minute. Um, but I, I just want to talk real fast about incest. <laughs> um I recently was listening to a teaching, and it happened to be, uh, it touched on, it was actually about the Book of Ruth, and it talked about Lot and his daughters. If you don't know that story from Genesis, you can look it up, it's very interesting. Um, anyway, uh, the rabbi I was listening to at the time said that uh, incest is love without bounds, and um, I'm just going to go ahead and... I just want to put that idea out there, and then I'll go ahead and say what I have to say. And then I have another question for Sono. Uh, so I know I said earlier that the Electric Complex has more to do with internal maturation and personal growth, but Freud cites a result of poorly developed, uh, a poorly developed immature person as desiring a sexual partner who is reminiscent of their opposite sex parent. Uh, I know 
that's all heteronormative, but I think it holds for this situation. So let's continue with that for the sake of discussion. Uh, what might happen to a maladapted person, a child who grew up and was um, stuck in this weird place of wanting to possess their opposite sex parent through replacing their same sex parent? I don't want to look into real case studies, but it certainly seems like Tachu Takuchi... Uh, excuse me, but it certainly seems like Takuchi explores that possibility here, and I think it results in, I mean, to me, Chibi Usagi kind of fits, or Black Lady kind of fits that thing, where she's all of a sudden grown up, and um, whereas I'm not coming from Sona's perspective of seeing her as asserting, like, authority, it's more like she's completing that thing that she can never do, and she's going to do it through sexuality. So, Sono, do you think, and I, you kind of already touched on this, but I just want to fool her answer. Do you think that Chibi Usagi wants Mamoru sexually? On absolutely no level do I think that. Do I think that she even has any physical desire for Mamoru, and even less so for Endymion. While I'm positive Chibiusa is aware of such things, because she's been alive for, what, they said 800 years? Yeah, something around that. So, I mean, she has to be aware of it, even if in many ways she's still a child. I just don't think that those feelings ex extend to either form of her father. Love is an entirely separate thing from sexuality. And while they can be connected, and in a lot of relationships they are, you can have a relationship that consists entirely of one or the other without both. And it can be perfectly fine and healthy on either side, as long as everyone is kind of open and aware of where everyone stands. Chibiusa idolizes serenity. Serenity is a perfect creature to her, and the reactions of... The, the opinions that other people have of Serenity that they express to her back that up. I don't think Chibiusa wants to replace Serenity as much as she wants to be Serenity. Uh, and to become that, she needs an Endymion. She needs someone to do that stand-in. But who in the world can measure up to Endymion? Clearly, she has not met anyone that could because everyone her age treats her like garbage. We have seen that. The only male figure we ever see being kind to her is Mamoru and Endymion, who are the same person. And so he's really the only mental figure she has to sub into this sort of ideal future self kind of life fantasy where she's this beautiful, confident successor to her mother who's happy with someone she loves. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm definitely glad you're on to uh, to bring over the other perspective because this could just get gross. But I, I think you're bringing a lot of stuff that you know grounds it in a in a better direction. Um, so <laughs> my second scenario for looking at why Chibi Usagi went bad is that she became radicalized, basically. So here's the question we're going to address: Can Chibi Usagi joining Black Moon be likened to a Western youth joining uh, Al Qaeda or ISIS? So. Uh, Again, I know that might feel like a ridiculous question, but I think it's, it's got some validity to it. Um, so, kind of like, I have two basic premises that I'm kind of basing this off of, and the first is this uh, concept of alienation. So, uh, I'll continue. A common factor among radicalized youth, popularized in the media at least, is that they often express feelings of not belonging to Western society. Whether they were treated poorly and then attached themselves to an ideology, or were birthed, or, sorry, born into a belief system and then marginalized because of that, they have reacted to their woes by turning against their birthplace. This has, uh, sorry, this has parallels to small ladies' experience. 
uh, Chibusagi felt that she didn't belong, and Wiseman offered her a place to be. She joined him and flourished, literally. Her centuries of stunted growth and underdeveloped power ended when she left Silver Millennium and joined Wiseman's uh, side as the Queen of Darkness. She felt oppressed by her stature in Silver Millennium, despite her actual station. And when Neo-Queen Serenity ejected her from the Crystal Palace, it confirmed deep-seated suspicions that she had never really belonged to Neo-Queen Serenity anyway. She had felt like an outsider, and then was made one. I think it's also very common for children at the age that Chibiusa is mentally to mistake punishment, which is a very temporary thing, for alienation, which is more long-term, just due to being too young to have enough frame of reference to fully separate the two. Where, like, if a kid is... If you ground a little kid for, like, a week, they may think brief during that time that they're hated. Um, Chibiusa looks at the world through that very young perspective, and I think a lot of her immaturity is reflected in Black Lady, and especially in her feelings towards Serenity. Uh, but Black Lady is much more bitter and petty, uh, and I think she's essentially all of Chibiusa's kind of petty impulses, stripped of any kind of impulse control. Chibiusa wants desperately more than anything to belong, and when we really see Black Lady snap is when Serenity strips that away by ejecting her from the palace. And she goes into this full, if you won't give me what I want, then you can't have what you want. Yeah, that's a good point. I I hadn't even thought of the actual psychology of a child in, in regards to this, so I like that angle. Um, the next thing is that I think, uh, as a radicalized person, um, small lady or black lady is like sees that, uh, in order to kind of cope with the alienation, um, not only will she join this other side, this, this world that she believes in, but, uh, it's a world that she thinks is worth killing for. And like, I'm, that's, anyway, uh. So I'll go into it here. So Small Lady's time in uh, the foreign place called her home um, brought her much pain, but a glimmer of hope as well. The one aspect of the world that wasn't cruel that accepted her was King Endymion, and with him brought near to her, um, she doesn't care what happens to anyone else who was part of the society that so mistreated her. Uh, Sona, do you think that um, Small Lady fits the profile of a radicalized youth overall, and um, which of these models do you think fits the situation better? Small Lady herself, I don't think, is a radicalized youth. She never shows any signs of wanting to rebel as Chibiusa. She was unhappy, yes, but she found solace in listening to her father talk about Sailor Moon and in playing with Pluto. And Chibiusa suffered from very serious depression and found ways to cope through it. Uh... She found people that cared for her, things she liked doing. She had Diana, so she had Luna P. She learned ways to cope with the pain that she had. But Black Lady, like I said, is a lot of Chibiusa's more bitter and petty thoughts, which she very ironically inherited from Usagi, stripped of all impulse control, uh... Where when she would start to feel that, she could go to Pluto and then feel better. Whereas Black Lady, she's just like, I don't like this. This is bad. I have to destroy this. 
this is a very warped version of the survivor that Chibiusa came. Uh, and I think f- Black Lady is very much the radicalized youth and very much, uh, fitting into the idea of the abused becoming the abuser, like, kind of as a form of self-defense. Uh, and she's lost faith in a system that had never done right by her in the first place, and instead kind of stumbled into this system that gave her all of the power that she had always wanted but never had, and because of the way she was treated and no longer has any control over these petty impulses, she doesn't care about the cost of anyone around her. And I think even if uh, Endymion were to be killed, I don't think Black Lady would care. Right now, Mamaru and Endymion are tools for her. They're, they're not anything that she still cares about. Well, that would be rough. <laughs> That'd be really rough to see. Um, okay, well, I think uh, we should break up this part of the episode by uh, going to the best line, and then um, just we can have some fun talking about some of the other cool things from the episode, if you don't mind. Okay, so uh, I think the best line was um, when <laughs> when uh, Saphir and Damon were asking about Rubius, and um, she talks about how uh, Wiseman killed him. Uh, her they kind of, they're shocked, and she said, he rebelled against wise man, then attempted to escape. He deserved it. And she's shrugging her shoulders, like, I mean, just showing how little she cares about it. And, uh, that's just, like, so cold, and, uh, it, it was a good, it was a good line. It is. And I'm gonna bring this back to something that we've brought up a bunch of times in previous episodes. This whole bit made me think of Medusa in Common Rider Wizard. Wise man's will is absolute, is Medusa taking the line right out of Black Lady's mouth? Yeah. The further we go into, like, revisiting Sailor Moon in Crystal, the more I'm absolutely convinced the staff of Wizard were drawing on elements from this story, from just various bits of this story, because Black Lady basically is Medusa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see a lot of that. I mean, you can you can see a lot of both Usagi and Mamoru in Haruto, uh, and in Kosuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have kind of the inner the inner soldiers in uh, Rinko and Shunpei and Koyomi, and then the outer soldiers in the mages. Yeah, like there's there's so much of it that they have clearly drawn from this story. Uh, though I think my favorite line of the episode was when Shibiusa was ejected from the palace, and she's like, I knew it. I knew that I never belonged here. And just the way her face was in that scene was so great. <laughs> I know uh, I've, I've criticized the animation in Crystal. There's a lot of people out there. But just the way that Black Lady's expression was rendered... Uh, in that scene was fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, there's a great shot of Endymion, King Endymion, where he's uh, <laughs> talking to Black Lady in, in the Crystal Palace, and he's like, well, why do you look like that? And I thought, oh man, I know those those blogs on Tumblr are going to start using that when to, to respond to uh, like the you know nasty <laughs> to animation. To, oh god, yeah, no, they are. <laughs> that's going to be so great. Oh, that's going to be fun. And I mean, like, the scenes with Diana, Diana was horrifying. 
<laughs> Diana was horrifying to look at. But interestingly enough, like, that was some of the most positive and, and uh, uplifting part of the episode. Um, when she's talking with Endymion, and, uh, like, I really love this refrain that we see, we see in, we've seen in Mamru before, now we've seen it with King Endymion, and it's basically, Sailor Moon, lend me your strength. And that's so great. And it's, again, Diana, Diana has absolute faith in Chibiusa. Uh, again, she, she is the Luna to Chibiusa's Usagi, uh, quite literally, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but it's, she believes wholeheartedly in Chibiusa, even kind of in her darker times where she doesn't, where Chibiusa's afraid and doesn't know what to do. Um, now, in their conversation, they touched on, well, Diana said, you know, Queen Serenity is just healing herself, and when things are really, truly critical, then she'll, you know, make a move like she did before with empowering Usagi. Did you, I don't know, what was your opinion of that? Because I'm not sure I liked, I mean, it made Neo Queen Serenity seem really powerful and really awesome, but I feel like it kind of diminished Usagi. Um, what do you think? Yeah, no, that I wasn't too fond of the implications of that scene in that Usagi wasn't the one drawing power from Serenity. Serenity just handed it to Usagi to get things done. Um, I, I don't think that was good or fair to Usagi. Um, and just something about the way that Diana was just like, oh, well, she... Serenity is is healing herself. She's she'll take care of everything. We don't need to worry. Is kind of a weird religious thing and I I was raised Catholic, so I'm coming at this from a very Catholic perspective of uh God will fix your problems so, as long as you pray, so don't just pray and don't worry about it. And I know that not every, not even other sects of Christianity look at things that way. Uh, again, I'm just coming that from that as a Catholic perspective as something else that has always bothered me. Um, because there are people actively working to try and make this better. There are people who are putting themselves at risk, and I don't think you should take away their skills and just say, well, oh, as long as we pray, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I see that. Um, and I mean, I think... faith is a fine thing. Um, I mean, even within the context of the show, look what praying did at the end of the last arc. Right. But there was also action in that praying. Yeah, um, I know you have a funny relationship with Evangelion. Um... I have a hilarious relationship with <laughs> Evangelion. But there's a, there's a really great line, and it's actually one of my favorite lines. It's been one of my favorite lines since I first heard it, and it's just stuck with me. And um, they're in this crazy situation, and uh, there's a lot of danger going on, and there's, like, this alternate group that's not connected to the Evangelians that, like, has a... They're trying to basically market and sell and, like, take away Nervous Funding, which Nervous the group that funds the Evangelians and stuff. And they wanted, this other group wants to take that. And there's an angel attack, or, no, I don't think there's even an angel attack. Just like their machine goes berserk, and people are like, what are we gonna do? We have to pray, or something like that. And then the hard as nails, um, Major Katsuragi character says, acts of men are better than acts of God. And I thought, 
That is a great line. Because, that like, that no matter- is a great line. And I mean, I, I fully admit there's some great stuff in Ava. I'm, I will never, Ava has its, Ava has earned its place. And I give it that. Um, I, I look at Ava the way that Anno looks at Ava. <laughs> Uh, every, everyone should look into Anno's opinions of his own show. It's amazing. But, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I feel. Um, where God, asking God for the strength to do something and then doing it yourself and believing that God helped you is fine. Right. That, that's, you still, your hand was still in it, but just believing that you can sit back and pray and things will be done for you is less okay. Yeah, there's, there's a good, um, argument against that just from, like, the words of Jesus himself talking about the, uh, you know, the birds don't worry about what they do, but, like, the birds still go out and work all day hustling to get food. Yeah. Like... They trust that they'll be provided for, but they keep on doing stuff. They don't just sit sit around staring up at the sky with their mouths open, waiting for worms and seeds to fall in. So yeah, like they they know they're provided for, but they have to go get the things that are provided to them. Yeah, and and I definitely think that the way Diana framed things makes it seem like that isn't the case. And and I think that was a I I don't know. Did you watch it on Hulu or on a different site? I I watch on Hulu. Uh, okay, just because that's the first one I think of. Okay. And the shortest URL. <laughs> That's true too. That's I'm, where they picked I'm it. I'm deeply lazy. <laughs> um, so, like, I wonder what other translations have said. I mean, I would imagine they're probably not all, or they're not that often. Would different groups, would different sites be? I is there a central translating group? I don't think that the simulcast translations are all that different from one another. I think they all may be getting the same translations. I don't know if there are fan sub groups that are also doing it that have translated it differently. I'm not sure about that. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how the text goes in the manga, but it's just how it was framed here didn't feel quite right. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that. Um, I think we should touch on one more point. Uh, oh, I'll bring up one more thing, and then uh, if you have a last thing, then then I think we should uh, conclude at this time, uh, or pretty soon. Um one of the best things, which is funny because it, it results from Usagi passing out, is all the senshi around her in bed when she wakes up. And uh, just the thing with her mom, everything, it was really sweet. And um, it made me wish we had more time with the senshi, like, not in danger um, and not fighting. I Like, you know, they could do a couple Slice of Life episodes, and I think that'd be pretty satisfying. Um, but it was really cool to see their uh, relationships I don't know, grow in their characteristics, like, remain consistent, but, you know, moved into this new set of circumstances, and I really enjoyed that. You know, it it is very nice seeing them all kind of have these calm moments that they're really not getting this arc, even less than in the last arc. Um, Again, I would definitely recommend the old series for that, uh, because, again, that is 200 episodes across, spanning the whole show, so you have more episodes per arc to kind of devote to downtime and character growth uh, and to really see a lot more of the girls. So I, I think really Crystal is a good 
kind of introduction point, and then if you want to to learn more about them, to watch them grow, to really get into that attachment to them, then dig back into the old series, uh, the first series, because uh, you really have all of that space and room where they get to grow, and you get to kind of see relationships form between them. Even without Usagi, you see relationships form between Ami and Makoto, you kind you, between just between all of the girls in general, uh, kind of outside the context of this fight. Yeah, and once again, I definitely do want to check it out. Just, uh, you know, I'll get there one day. <laughs> um, okay, well, with that, I think uh, we should go ahead and close out. Um, if anybody wants to comment on our craziness, like, you know, tell me I went too far in bringing up, uh, you know, bringing Did ISIS I and... I muted myself, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess this is goodbye. Uh, yeah, no, that's... I guess that's all we have for uh, Act 23. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, very good Good discussion. I'm, uh, uh, I'm assuming that it's going to be like a knockdown drag out between Black Lady and Usagi next episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all going to come together. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many episodes... Oh, this will end at 26, right? Yeah, this is going to end at 26, and then we're, I think we're going to have 26 again for the next season, which is going, like I said, is going to cover um, Death Busters, and which, Death Busters, which in the first se- series was the S season, and that's all the stuff with the rest of the Outers, uh, kind of centering around the Sailor Saturn plot line, and then the... Uh, Black Moon Circus, which is uh, the Helios arc. And then I think they're going to give us the three the three side chapters, the three side stories, uh, just looking at chapter counts uh, to fill that space. Or maybe we'll just get some Slice of Life episodes. Maybe, who knows. We're going to have three episodes to spare if we're going 26 episodes next season. That'd be cool. And then I don't I don't know what they're going to do with stars. <laughs> I hope they do something. Well, we'll just have to keep supporting the show, right? Yep. Um, telling it to believe in itself and stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and if you want to um, comment and tell us that we went too far, or at least I did with uh, bringing Isis and, you know, Oedipus or lecture into this whole mess, uh, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. But uh, I hope it was a stimulating conversation. And if you're liking the more, like, uh, I don't know, psychological, or what would you call it? Maybe? Um, I don't know. Not educational. Kind of the more deep analytical. We're going really analytical with the pet, with uh, with Black Moon, so. Yeah, I guess so. So if you're a fan of that, let us know, and uh, I don't know, you can make suggestions, bring up some other sort of complex that nobody's ever heard of that we can discuss. Yeah, no, guys, definitely, definitely let us know uh, what's going on. Talk to us. We'd, we'd love to hear. If you, if you have any responses to things we're talking about, let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about everything. Yeah, I, I get to see the uh, the subscriber, like the amount of subscribers we have, and mm-hmm. we have a pretty decent amount. So I'm I'm well, a little uh, I would good. like to call on you now if you're subscribed and listening that you uh, go ahead and um, you know interact with us a little bit. Yeah, definitely. 
I mean, I'm glad to know people are listening. I had no idea how many people uh, were following this show. I just know we have a good good handful of people over on Uncommon Cast, but I didn't know how many people were following here because we don't hear from you guys. Yeah. Talk to us. I actually think it's more on on Moonspeak than on Comic Cast Direct. So like, really, that's weird. Really, guys, talk to us. <laughs> Respond to things. Yeah, maybe maybe I need to make more of an effort, or you know, somebody else could make a little effort to put <laughs> some stuff on Tumblr directly for the show. Um, I'll, and then I'll we can get more sponsors. I'll go, I'll go deep into the tags, which is not a thing I normally do, but I will do it for our <laughs> listeners. Oh, that'd be cool. I think that'd be great. Okay, well, hopefully we'll have something on that for uh, two weeks from now then. Yeah. Right? Okay, well, uh, again, to conclude, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to some of you next time. Yeah. See you next time, guys. Oh